Good morning, saints of God. It's a Tuesday. Today is the ninth day of June. And uh, my name is Twila Grace. If you have not been seeing the posts on social media with Facebook, Instagram, talking about our 30 days of prayer at Thirsty Bible Group, then I do not know where you have been. But nevertheless, I hope that by tuning into this very short podcast this morning, um, you will be blessed by just the few words that I have to share with you this morning. So as we have started the sixth month of this year, you realize that we're halfway through the year. And at Thirsty Bible Bible Group, God has been leading us to enter a mid-year prayer, which is why we're doing the 30 days. Today on the ninth day, uh, we literally just finished prayer because we do a prayer at 5 in the morning to 6 in the morning UK time. And that's um, uh, 6 to 7 for the people who are in Zambia. So wherever it is that you're listening uh, to this podcast from, my encouragement is that you can send a WhatsApp message to the following number. Plus 4474 five six nine five zero zero eight one or send an email to thirsty bible group at gmail.com the word thirsty yet again or the acronym thirsty for our bible group stands for trust him in spite of regardless still trust yahweh so if in this season you feel that god is calling you to trust in him more than you did maybe the last season then this is the great place for you to start but i come to share with you um just three short scriptures which god gave in this morning's prayer that i think that a lot of the people uh would benefit from especially if you're not part of our closed facebook group or you haven't messaged the um, whatsapp number that i shared with you a few minutes ago i want to share with you that as you enter or experience the, the the sixth month of this year. Um, I want I want us to get into a place where we can see the weather forecast, where we can look to the for, to the future and see what God is saying to us. In prayer this morning, God had given us um, three very uh, relatable scriptures, related scriptures that are talking about the four types of worms. There are four types of worms. Okay. Um, if you write this down, because we're going to go to these scriptures very shortly, Joel chapter 1 verse 4, Joel chapter 1 verse 4, we will find in Joel chapter 1 verse 4, the four types of worms that exist. Joel chapter 2 verse 25, we find where God says, I will restore what the four types of worms may have eaten in your life that's joel chapter 2 verse 25 finally malachi 3 10 and 11 is about your responsibility my responsibility to make sure that joel chapter 2 verse 25 happens because god has made a promise but there's something that you and i have to do to make that promise come to pass so without further ado because i really want this podcast to be short and sweet and simple aka less than 30 minutes so let's go in joel chapter 1 
First of all, why don't we start with a prayer? Heavenly Father, I thank you for giving me this opportunity to record this podcast on my device and be able to air it as soon as it is recorded because this is fresh bread out of the oven. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that your children, whoever presses play on this, will be will find this message encouraging, that they will find a solution to their problem, that they will have a strategy that you want them to walk into this whole month and for the next six months and for the rest of their lives, that this will be their lifestyle, that this will be their lifestyle. Thank you, God, that now the truth has been unveiled. Now the light has come. We will no longer live in darkness concerning this issue. You. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray with thanksgiving in my heart. Amen. Make sure you listen to this message to the very end. Joel chapter 1 verse 4. We're looking at the four types of worms and how they behave. It says, whatever the, devourer, the devouring locust left behind the I'm going to start it. I'm going to start over again because it's got, it's got such a a rhythm to it that we need to make, uh, make, make known. Joel chapter one, verse four, that which the Palmer worm hath left. This is from the King James version. Previously, I was reading in the, in a different version, but this is a King James version. That which the palmer worm hath left, hath the locust eaten. And that which the locust hath left, hath the canker worm eaten. And that which the canker worm hath left, the caterpillar hath eaten. All of these worms belong to the same group, belong to the same family. But there are four types. You have the palmer worm, you have the locust, you have the canker worm, and you have the caterpillar. The four stages, the four different type of worms. They, they take over each other's duty. So when the, when the Bible says the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, he really means business. Now, these four types of worms may be affecting you in your area of finances, in the area of relationships, in the area of your ministry, in the area of your work, in the area of your school. So the palmer worm comes and eats what you have worked for and created superficially. When the palmer worm gets full and goes to bed, the locust comes to take over where the palmer worm left and it goes eating and eating and eating and eating and eating. And where the locust, when the locust gets full and goes to bed, guess what? Who comes around? The canker worm. When the canker worm does the same and is full, whatever is left is not left for you. Guess who comes along? The caterpillar. So by the time you get into the caterpillar, the caterpillar turns into this big, beautiful butterfly. And you wonder why the butterfly is all beautiful. It's because it's eaten all your stuff. I'm speaking metaphorically. But the point here is that by the time you get to the caterpillar stage, nothing is left for you. In your finances, the devourer has come around four times. 
Four different ways. In your marriage, your devourer has come four times in four different ways. In your relationship, four different ways, four different ways. In your career, four different ways. If you can relate to this message, I need you to turn over to Joel chapter 2 verse 25 and see what God is saying to you in this season, in this six six months of the year, in this sixth month of 2020, on this ninth day, the number nine, by the way, in scripture uh, represents a lot of things. Two of the things that I want to highlight the number nine represents is that Nine represents the hour Christ died on the cross. The hour he hung his head and said it's finished. The hour he completed what he had started. The number nine defines the the com, a divine completion. That's what it represents. The number nine is also um, found in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 when it talks about the nine fruits of the spirit temperance a uh, long-suffering love patience all of that to these there is no law so on this ninth day in the sixth month of the year 2020 such a prophetic set of numbers right there for you oh I need you to understand that Joel chapter twenty, Joel chapter two, verse twenty-five, God has promised. He says, "And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, that the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm have eaten, my great army which I sent among you." So God is saying, though these four different types of worms have attacked your life in so many different areas, at so many different levels and depths, God wants you to understand one thing and one thing alone, that his promise is that he will bring restoration. Where you found that you had lost, where you found that you had been broken, God will bring restoration to you. But for God to bring restoration, he has given us dominion over the earth and he, he's a spirit being. We are both spirit and body. So we need, we need as a, as a spirit being with a body form, God can only come and intervene in our lives when we as a body form uh, wrapped up in body form, but our spirit man, give him permission to come in. Not that he needs permission, but he would never go against his word. So I need you to understand that although God has written a blank check of restoration to the, to the degree that he will exceed that which you had even before, just as he restored Job, you see, the thing is when God restores you, he doesn't restore you to your former state. He restores you beyond above and beyond above and beyond your former state. So God will give you more than what the palmer worm had stolen, what the canker worm had eaten, what the locust has taken away from you, what the caterpillar had taken away from you. But understand that there is a responsibility that you and I have.
And before I say this responsibility, I want to clarify that it will be controversial to some people who do not want to do this responsibility. But guess what? When you do not take care of what God wants you to take care of, it will rot away. It's as simple as when you cook a great meal and you don't take responsibility to put it in the fridge, it will go bad. When you have an amazing husband and wife and you don't take responsibility to take care of them, there is a death in the relationship. When you do, when you have relationships around you that you mistreat and you ill treat, they will eventually die. That's just how it is. To every blessing, there is a responsibility that comes with it. This whole idea of God bless me, bless me, bless me without you playing your responsibility, responsibility, responsibility is out of the window. We are in a season where God is calling you to act on your responsibility, to be responsible for the, for your part. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a team team thing between you and God. He will honor his word. He will do what he says he will do in Joel chapter two and 25. But there's a responsibility in Malachi chapter three and verse 10. And what I love about Malachi three and 10, we're going to read 10 and 11 is that God marries at the altar your responsibility with his responsibility. He ties the knot at the altar. He He's at the altar waiting to perform what Malachi 3, 10 and 11 says. But you have to take the responsibility of walking down the aisle as his bride and meet him at the altar so that you can say your I do and do it. Take your responsibility and do it. He marries his responsibility to your responsibility. One of the reasons that you may never see Joel chapter 225 happen in your life is because you haven't taken the step to walk down the altar and meet him where he's been waiting all this while to make sure that his, his, his responsibility ties the knot with your responsibility, but you have to walk down the aisle because the groom is waiting for you. Malachi 3 verse 10 to eight to 11 says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith saith the Lord. Can you imagine such a great invitation? He wants us to prove him when we bring our tithes and offerings. He wants us to prove him the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven, pour out, pour you out a blessing that there is, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. God is saying, test me, try me. You see, people say, he tried it. She tried it. Now, this time God is saying, try me. You bring the gifts, the the tithes and the offerings in my storehouse and test me. See if I will not open the windows, plural, not one window. Oh my God. I have a big front window to my apartment. And if my apartment made out of... Uh, out of uh, whatever it's made out of mortar can, can, you know, 
have uh, such a beautiful big window design? How much more the design in heaven? How big is this window? How big are these windows, plural, that God is saying, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. The you is the person who takes up this responsibility of walking down the aisle and saying, I do, I will do this Malachi 3, 10, 11. Whichever is the church that you go to, what is God saying to you? I think God's word never changes. The issue of giving tithes and offering is such a controversial topic before COVID. I think it's become even a more um, controversial subject, but the word of God will remain standing. I don't want to get into the ifs, buts, and the maybes. I just want to, uh, I want to give my tithe and offering as the word of God is saying into the storehouse and see how God is going to bring, uh, bring this blessing that I will have no room to receive it, not enough room to the extent he will have to expand my territory to be able to contain that blessing. So I want to leave you with this because as promised, I wanted to make this short and sweet and simple. We are look, we've looked at the four types of worms that exist and these may not be physical worms, ladies and gentlemen, they be spiritual worms. But if you have noticed any type of a loss in any area of your life, it may be that it, it is as a result of these types of worms being fully in operation. And the only way to get rid of them is to take up your responsibility which is to give the tithes and offerings into the storehouse that they may be food and God will open up the windows of heaven, pouring you a blessing. You, the one who has given your 10%, you, yes, you. Now, if you're listening to this and you haven't been faithful in that particular area, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ in God. A wise man once said to me, now that you know, just do right. Just do right. Do right. Do right. Don't feel condemned. Just do right. The peace of God will guide you. The peace of God will guide you. If you have no peace about paying your tithe, then don't do it. And let's just leave it there. But this is not negotiable. This is just how kingdom operates. When you go to a bank, there's a way that they do things. They want your photo ID before they can open your bank account. So I guess the heavenly bank... The bank of heaven needs your photo ID before it can open a bank account for you. Before the windows of heaven can open for you, there needs to be a, a, a representation, a presentation of your photo ID. Your photo ID is your image of you, what you look like. What do you look like in this season? Do you look like a cheerful giver? Do you look like a tithe and offering payer who is saying, God, I'm bringing this. And you know what? This is the one time God has said, test me, try me. And it would be a very beautiful prayer authorized by heaven, authorized by God. 
by you saying, I've brought my tithe and offering and I'm speaking over it. I rebuke the canker worm. I rebuke the locust. I rebuke the palmer worm. I rebuke the caterpillar. Guys, I didn't even know that these types of worms existed until I came across this scripture in reading, in study the other day. But I thank God and I'm praying for you and I'm, and, and I'm praying for myself that there will be such a great restoration as we obey the word of God, as we walk down the aisle to go and meet God at the altar who has been ready who has been ready to bless us in this manner to bless us in this area i pray that you have found this a blessing and encouraging in into your life and your heart and as i said if you are listening to this and you haven't been faithful in this area this is not the time to allow the enemy to fill you with such condemnation and guilt but it's just an opportunity to do right. An opportunity to try me, says the Lord. This is your girl, Twila Grace. I love you all. God bless you. God keep you and have a thriving Tuesday. Bye-bye.